use of profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Helen Hills Podcast. I'm Bryce. Hi, I'm Amanda. And welcome to episode 46. Hi. Hello. I don't know how we've made it this far, but we have. I don't so- even have a smart <laughs> remark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing new there. I'm just uh well welcome back how uh how are you how about you how are you doing i'm good i actually found a new game (laughs) oh boy and that game is it's called raft and you just life on a raft out in the ocean with a shark following closely behind that tries to eat you every time you get in the water it's wonderful Wait a minute. I think I used to play that game. Is that where you have to like rope in the chests and stuff and make your raft bigger? Yeah. You don't have I to think... rope them in. I jump in the water, swim around until my life's really low and then get back on the raft. Okay. Well, I've played a game similar, I think. But I, re- I think you have like thing. a hook. Yeah. You have a hook that you throw and you can get your stuff. I think I have played that game and I got very frustrated because I got really far and then the shark killed me and I was like, delete the entire app. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't been killed yet. The shark does keep eating bits of my raft and pissing me off there because half the time I'm on the other side of the raft and can't stop it. And also, sir, you're a carnivore. Leave my wood alone. (laughs) My wood and plastic, it's not healthy for you. Right. Ask Buck, because he's yeah. constantly eating plastic and then just shitting everywhere. Ask Art, my dog, Bentley. He'll tell you the <laughs> same thing. It's His favorite snack is electrical tape. <laughs> Our dogs are fine. We don't know why they are the way they are, but they're living and they're thriving. <laughs> Listen, we've just learned you put the things they want to eat that they shouldn't up on the higher shelves. Yes, exactly. Just a learning process. <laughs> So, but yeah, I found that one. And then also, I don't know. I remember playing this as a kid on like the old school Playstations and whatever. Spyro the Dragon. Oh my God. Yes. It was on sale for like 10, 15 bucks. I couldn't not buy it. Uh, No, as a millennial, if you did, then you're just not a millennial. Right. So I I had to buy it. Uh, I played a little bit before we jumped on, but I... I, I don't know what I did and got very frustrated with the controls. So I've got all the controls on that for the computer because I was very lost, but that's okay. You have all week. All week. Six days and counting. <laughs> Anyways, I got plenty of time. So that's kind of my thought process. But yeah, anything fun for you? Uh, we get a new refrigerator. Because ours is broken and they don't have any technicians to come out and fix it. So they're like, get in contact with Lowe's and they'll replace it. And I'm like, okay. Let's just like, get a new done. fridge. Yeah. New fridge on my way. Sign I'm going to, to do all that probably tomorrow. You sound really excited. I am really excited. Oh, God. That's how you know you're an adult when <laughs> you get when a you're... brand new refrigerator and your refrigerator is barely a year old. And they're just like, well, instead of fixing the door so it doesn't fall on your infant daughter we're just going to give you a new fridge yeah that's uh, i mean that's how you know yeah okay me i'm like free think free appliances okay yes take it (laughs) oh gosh 
Now I feel old. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Anytime. Well, let's just hope that you didn't insult anyone. Um, But while we're talking about our listeners, we're headed down that path. We just want to shout out our listeners in Minnesota. You guys have been around for a while, too. Don't you know? Don't you know? Is That's uh, a Minnesota thing, right? Like a North? I don't know. I thing? feel like it is. I thought it I, was. Okay. If we just insulted you, blame Amanda. She's <laughs> It might be Canadian. I don't, I can't really. I kind of feel like they have like a mix when I hear it. It's almost Canadian, but not quite. I don't know. I don't know. You have your own Minnesotan accent. Yes. So thank you anyways for listening. We really appreciate you guys. And we see you. We don't hear you, but we see you somewhere on our map that we utilize. I would like to hear you. I love that accent. Yes. Uh, Send us a voice recording. Via whatever, anything, Instagram, Twitter, via microphone. My yes, as long as you've got a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you guys don't already follow us, you guys can also follow us on Instagram, which is at Helen Hills Podcast, Um, Twitter at Helen Hills Pod, or we have a link tree. And if you just type in Helen Hills Podcast on link tree, you'll find all the links for all the things. Um, Buck, okay over there. Oh, it's Maple. She keeps oh. staring. I don't know. I think she's getting senile in her old age. She just stares at the wall and waits for a reflection so she can chase it like a cat. Oh, yeah. That's what our lab does. How old is Maple now? She's... <clears throat> I got her in 2016. and She was about a year old. So... The hell is that? Seven? Yeah. Four, five, six, seven, yeah. My old girl. Yeah. About uh, roughly seven, maybe She's still eight young or six. Yeah. To my dogs. We've got nine and ten. Well, she, I have a, oh, will you probably feel this unless your dogs are just uh, naturally not as angry as Maple? Because I have the seven-year-old maple and then i also have the almost three-year-old buck and the difference between them night and day maple is very much like leave me the hell alone and my bones are old and maple is i mean buck is like what are bones and can i eat them um i feel that i also have the two older dogs and the one puppy so it's like i actually have that with the two older dogs we have our lab who's He's a forever puppy. I've just accepted it. He's never, ever, ever going to grow up. He's just our forever puppy. But we do see him slowing down and, you know, we have to give him joint stuff. Uh, But our hound, he's like, I never, in here when I'm recording, the only time I see him is when I have food. (laughs) And it's, uh, that tracks. Yeah. That's the only time you've seen him. Like, that's the only way I can prove that dog (laughs) exists is because food is in here. He's in here. The other two, the puppy and the lab, are just crazy. They're everywhere. I mean, before we even started talking, I was fighting with a puppy on my desk. <laughs> so Maple's very chill, but we're getting into that time of year when it gets cooler to where she just gets ridiculously frisky, especially in the morning when she goes out. So I always like it, especially moving up here from Alabama. We actually have a fall in the winter, and she just freaking thrives. Well, the, all that fur is meant for the fall and winter, for the cold season. I know. I shave her 
twice a year we shave her. And they've actually gotten really good at it because with a chow, they have like the double coat. So you're technically not supposed to shave them down. It does more harm than good. And there's a new guy at Petco that does her trims. And he does it like I used to get it done in Alabama. So it's a little bit more expensive, but he takes the time and actually combs it out. And he grooms her rather than shaving her. And Mm -hmm. oh, it's just so much better for her and us and my wallet. And everything. All the things. Mm -hmm. Because even if it is more expensive, it helps more in the long run. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, we've been sidetracked about dog conversation. Do you want to talk about Discord? Yes. Y'all come talk to us. You can reach out to us. um, I mean, really anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um. I was going to say, we might be able to share a status with an invite. We can look into that. Yeah, like post an update or on all of those things on social media with the link. So we'll look into that and see if we could do that. It'd be a lot easier than having to talk to us. Uh, We know you don't want to do that because we never shut up. But that's the fun of talking to us. But I'm trying to convince Cody to get on Discord so that we can bully him there, too. Oh, my God, that would... He can have Jane? his own chat where we just pick on Cody. He we can call it the Cody corner. Nobody needs to know that the point of the chat is to pick on Cody. Okay. So join us and we'll create the channel, the pick on Cody channel. He'll think he's the star and it's just there to pick on him. Yes. So we'll call it Cody... like Cody's corner or something. And, and really it's because we're putting him in the corner to yes. discipline him. Yes. We'll call it the Cody corner. So uh, join us if you want to pick on Cody there. Uh, James is also already part of our Discord, but he's mm-hmm. not fun to pick on like Cody is. So No, he's not. He probably will ignore us anyways. So Can confirm. Is, yes. So our Discord is up and going. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's see if we can post it other places and let them just click the link. Fun uh, fact that came to me just now. While we you're were recording. So brilliant. You're just the smartest ever out there. I can't believe. How dare you hide your brilliance from us for so long. I mean. <laughs> sometimes I remember to zip my pants up after the bathroom. But who am I to brag? <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing is our Patreon. It is up and going as well. We do have the, a couple specials on there. So if you are a Patreon, you will have access to those. You will also have access to um, early access to all of our episodes. And so if you want early access, by all means, go ahead and do that. If you're okay waiting until Sundays, then wait till Sundays and suffer. But totally up to you there. So uh, there's that. Any other updates we need? I think that's all. I can't think of anything else. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I have a story for you, and you're really excited for it because you saw the picture. <laughs> I saw the picture, and immediately I was like, I'm all in. She didn't even have, like, we weren't even talking about anything other than, um, I, I don't we weren't even talking, were we? I don't, if we were, I don't remember, because as soon as I saw <laughs> that picture, I was like, I know exactly what this is, forget everything else. And let's just get into it. And here I am thinking, oh, she might not know this one. Like, (laughs) 
how wrong can I be? All right, all right, all right. So we are going to be talking about the murder of the Richardson family. Okay. On April 24th, 2006, a little neighborhood kid went to the Richardson family home. He was headed there to play with his friend, Jacob Richardson. As he approached the house, got close enough, uh, and before anyone could answer the door, he did spot what he believed to be a body in the basement through the window. Now, I'm not sure if he was looking around, trying to get his friend's attention, or if the basement was just super visible, but he did spot what he believed to be a body. So he runs home to get his mom to tell him about what he saw. And his mother immediately calls police, who were at the home in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, shortly after. Police Inspector Brent... Oh, gosh. Police (laughs) Inspector... Brent. That's what we're going to call him. He was the first on the scene. I'm not doing his last name. I'm sorry. There's letters where there should not be letters. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm um, sorry. So Inspector Brent is on the scene. He also looks into the basement window where he sees at least one body uh, or one lifeless body on the ground. And at this he see, uh, he calls for backup. Uh, he was fearful for the rest of the family. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know if there's someone still in the home. He doesn't know anything. So they call for backup, and with the help of his backup, they enter the home, and they find the bodies of Mark Richardson, Deborah Richardson, and Jacob Richardson, age eight, for Jacob. And Mark and Deborah were 42, 43. There was no sign of their 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine Richardson, in the home. Fearing for her safety, police instantly issue an Amber Alert for her. They're not sure if she was kidnapped. They don't know who's caused this crime. They don't know what's going on. All they can see are there are three dead bodies and one missing person. So they issue a statement just stating that they needed the then 12-year-old Jasmine for what they called a serious family matter. Trying to kind of keep things under wraps a little bit. But as police begin investigating the scene, they discover that their Amber Alert for Jasmine has now become a woman hunt for her child hunt so jasmine richardson she was born 1994 she was described by friends and family as the happy social church oriented she was an honor student she was a really good kid over time they did notice that she adopted what they call the goth look she wore all black wore heavy dark makeup wore a lot of mesh and she kind of was going with that attire um, people just said she often really attempted to appear older than what she was. Like, it, that's what it appeared for everyone else. So she's a teenager. Yeah, like. she's a typical I mean, teenager. I don't feel yeah. like there's anything new here, you know? Yeah, we all had that. But tell me you're a millennial and you didn't have an emo phase. My parents wouldn't allow me to have an emo phase. Mine wouldn't either, so... Okay. When I went when I went into the goth stage, I had like, you know, the big black pants. My boyfriend at the time bought them for me. And my mom was like, uh, no. And she burned them. So. Oh, see. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. even that. I think it's more my mom bought my clothes and. Also that. Yeah. Free clothes, you know. Yeah. So. Um, early. Where was I? In early 2006, 12-year-old Jasmine meets 23-year-old Jeremy Steinke. At a punk rock concert. Um, okay. Jeremy Steinke, he had a different upbringing than Jasmine. His mother was an alcoholic. She was also in an abusive relationship. Uh, Steinke was bullied from a young age. I mean, by the age of 13, he had developed a whole new persona for himself. 
And this persona, he claimed to be a 300-year-old vampire or werewolf. I'm going with vampire because the rest falls more in with a vampire than a werewolf. But some sources said vampire, some sources said werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. He he had joined a website called vampirefreaks.com. I don't know if it's still there, and I was going to look it up. Let's do that right now. Vampirefreaks.com. Please still be there. I have my fingers crossed. Oh, it's still there. Hell yeah, it so, is. There you go. Vampirefreaks.com is still there. It looks like it sells clothing. Oh, it almost okay. looks like, um, yeah, just clothing. Oh. Maybe it got rebranded. I don't know. But vampire vampirefreaks.com. He joins. Big fan. Whatever it is. He also begins wearing a vial of blood around his neck. And he begins telling his friends that he enjoys the taste of blood. And that he is a soul eater. And it's just wonderful for him. Okay. Now, as I said, Steinke and Jasmine, they meet in early 2006, and they are just smitten with each other. Uh, yep. Uh, they begin seeing each other in secret. Now, keep in mind, there is an 11-year difference, and not that age matters, but age does matter when you're 12 years old. Yeah. No, I very much agree with that. If she were 30 years old and he was 41, no one cares. Go ahead and live your best mm-hmm. life. It's the fact that she is 12 years old where this is a whole new level of wrong. So they begin seeing each other. They're just smitten. They're seeing each other in secret. Obviously, they know that they shouldn't be seeing one another. Whatever. Now, some people claim that after meeting Jeremy Steinke, this is when Jasmine's demeanor changes. This is actually when she starts taking on that gothic attire she uh, started wearing. So for the most part, they say that that's when that transition happened is after meeting Jeremy. But she, they still met at a punk rock concert. Yes. So at least there was some kind of interest there yes. beforehand. Yes. Okay. Um, it really didn't take long for Jasmine's parents to learn about the relationship. They didn't do a great job hiding it. Also, she's 12. So with concern for their daughter and the 11-year age gap, age gap they jump into action. And her parents, they tell Jasmine, you may not continue to see this guy. Absolutely not. Not on my watch. So they forbid him from being in this relationship. They actually take her computer from her and they ground her. I don't think that's too harsh, right? I mean, that sounds pretty standard. All right. And just to add to this, Jasmine's friends also criticize the relationship. Her a little group of 12, 13 year olds were also like, Jasmine, are you sure? Like this, this feels off. Those sound like healthy <laughs> friendships. Yeah. Well, kind of. Anyways, oh. um, the point is, is that these friends are also like, Jasmine, you're an idiot. Cool, cool, cool. Now, let's just say the lovebirds were not thrilled about this. Not happy in the least. Even with Jasmine's computer being confiscated, they still exchanged emails. I'm sure she found ways around it. Uh, and messages from Jeremy to Jasmine that have been found stated, one stated, I miss you more than killing people. Um, 
All right. <laughs> That's a lot for a vampire. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm allergic Bless to his you. bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, he's a vampire, so that's a lot, yeah. He also asked, can we get together and kill people together? No. <laughs> I My schedule is booked. <laughs> I'm I, a little busy right now. Yeah, Actually, it's the damnedest thing. I'm moving. To a whole new world. Yeah. I, yeah. So we're we're moving to a new world. Magic carpet ride. <laughs> At least he asked her instead of being like, "Hey, we are going to do this." Like he asked for consent on that. <laughs> okay, well that <laughs> makes him a just a vampire gentleman <laughs> if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Anyways, so Jasmine wanting her computer back, she begins acting and dressing like how her family expects. She basically manipulates her parents into getting her computer back. So, I mean, typical teenager, right? Yeah. Soon after, uh, there is an email that is sent from Jasmine to Jeremy. And it states, it begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. Uh, no, Don't, (laughs) don't do that. So she is referring to her family in this. So she is basically saying, um, let's kill my family. Girl, what did your brother do? He's a baby. We'll talk about that. Anyways, um, yeah. So if you got that message, what would be your response? There would be no response. I would delete the hell out of you, block you, (laughs) um, possibly... I don't tell somebody, tell an adult, like, and not a 23-year-old, 300-year-old vampire, like a, a, a healthy, functioning. High-functioning adult, yes. Yes, and I understand, you know, like, his mental probably has a whole lot to do with his background. I am not shitting on him for that. I'm shitting on him for multiple other things. Yes. Um, well, his response was, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with, like, details and stuff. No, you don't. You don't. So those details would be, let's go to your parents and tell them you're having these thoughts so we can get you the proper help. That would be the details and stuff I would work out. Yes. Don't also, about you, but... um, I, I would just imagine, like, if my daughter many many moons from now was dating a guy i didn't like if you're trying to win me over as a parent you could potentially start there right you know make me aware if my daughter wants to kill me please 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 this is our to our future selves and our future child's Friend. current child's future's boyfriend yes Friend. Or girlfriend, whichever you what, may choose. Friend. Yeah, whatever you choose. This is our cry for help already. Help, please. God. <laughs> I don't even have children and I'm jumping on this. <laughs> so anyway, that's how he responds. So they do begin plotting. Jasmine did reportedly tell her friends about the scheme and her intentions to kill her family. 
Her friends, however, thought she was just upset or joking. None of them actually thought she was serious. Which I will say feels like. Yeah, like you're 12, man. Like when I was 12, we were playing like hide and seek and prank calling boys. Like I don't, I can't imagine that I would take my friends seriously if they said something like that. I still feel like I would probably have like told my parents and be like, yeah, that's a really weird conversation. She just kept talking about how they planned to kill her parents. Like, I don't know, you know. Oh, my God. That's got to be such an uncomfortable conversation. Right? Well, on April 3rd, 2006, Jeremy wrote this on his blog. Now, before I actually read the quote, I just want to point out there are a couple different variations of the quote. So I couldn't find the source to validate where it came from. But I found the one that was the most dramatic. And that's the one I went with. Okay. Oh, boy. So this is what he wrote. Payment. My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on. They just assume. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see to it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. He's an angry boy. He has a a way with words, um, not the way that I would direct people. He definitely chose the path less traveled. Yeah, he sure did. He Bless him. He tried. Um, I think he killed it by saying rents instead of parents. <laughs> yeah, that threw me for a second. <laughs> like I was I was like, rent? what is she paying rent? Are they making her pay rent? And then it no. clicked and I was like. Oh, he's being cool. He's being cool. Cool as shit. He's being cool. Okay. So her rents are totally unfair. Totes. Totes Magoda. Totes Magoda. Totally unfair. So it's not clear if this was sent before Jasmine's email or after her email where they started plotting. All I know is this was posted. To me, this sounds like it was after because they're already talking about how her parents will pay. Okay. So I believe that it was probably after, but I'm not sure. On the night of April 22nd, 2006, Steinkeen Richardson, Jasmine Richardson, they sit down together and they watch Natural Born Killers together. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't, but I feel like I'm going to have to. I haven't either, um, so don't feel too bad. Maybe we should do a watch party with that one. Oh, okay. The watch party for Natural Born Killers. Done. Um, anyways, later on, Steinke is quoted as telling others that Natural Born Killers was the best love story of all times. I don't know why. I haven't seen the movie, so it still feels wrong. I, yeah, I, I feel like it's... I don't think it's a love story. I don't think it, that's your romance. It's not, but also it's not my problem. He can think it's a love story if he wants. Whatever he wants to do. Okay. Now that was on April 22nd. On April 23rd, 2006. I was just going to say I googled it and uh, Google claims that it is gutsy, dark, and disturbing. Oh. So not, not your average love story. Well, I don't think this is your average love story. Fair. 
she's in love with a 300 year old vampire she is 12 years old for god's sakes i don't know that is strikingly similar to true blood <laughs> well i'm just saying she's in love okay she's committed Anyways, so on April 23rd, 2006, the couple follows through with their intentions. Steinke attacks Jasmine, Jasmine's parents in the basement, and he kills her mother, Deborah Richardson, first. She was stabbed at least a dozen times, and Mark Richardson, her father, did fight back. He came to aid his wife after hearing her scream. He fought back with a screwdriver, but ultimately he did lose his fight as well, and he was stabbed um, at least 24 times. Oh, God. Now, it was Steinke that did murder her mother and father. Jasmine was upstairs with her eight-year-old brother. She proceeded to stab him five times, and then she slit her brother's throat in his bed. Why? He was eight years old. After a friend of Jeremy's, her name, his name, their name is Casey Lancaster, age 19, picks up the couple and they drive them into safety after the murder. Just two hours after the murder, the couple was seen laughing and smooching at a restaurant. Totally unfazed. Okay. Other friends and witnesses stated that Steinke admit to the murders and said that Mark and Deborah had been, quote, gutted like fish. Go to hell. Yep. Uh, isn't that where vampires go? I feel like they don't go to heaven. I feel like all vampires go to hell. This isn't all dogs go to heaven here. Do vampires go anywhere? Aren't they undead? Well, should they just hang out? Well, can't you still kill a vampire by, like, driving a stake through their heart? But do they go anywhere? Other than to ash? Is that a place they can go? Is that worse than hell? I would say a pile of ash is probably... Arguably not as bad as hell. So we want them to go to hell. So let's just say if you kill a vampire, they likely go to hell. Okay. Okay. That's why also why I want him to be a vampire, not a werewolf, because a werewolf I associate with a dog, and you know, all dogs go to heaven. So I feel uh, like that's a little unfair. Um anyways, after discovering all this information, police who had searched Jasmine's room, her locker, all of the necessary information. They're like, mm, yeah, so we're not looking for her for her safety. We're looking for her for other people's safety. Okay, gotcha. And they actually quickly track down the couple and they arrest them on April 24th or 25th. I believe it was 24th, the day after the murders. And it was about 81 miles away from the crime scene. Police charge both Jasmine and Steinke with three counts of first degree murder. And their friend that picked them up, Casey, she was also charged with being an accessory for driving them away and disposing of evidence, which I think that's fair. Fair, yeah. The couple showed no remorse. In fact, they wrote letters to each other while they were in jail. How this got through, I don't know. I feel like that is something the prison system should have put a stop to. Yeah, I agree. Regardless, uh, in one of the many letters, Banky pops the question to Jasmine. Not the question of killing people together, a different question. Is it the left finger question? It is the left finger question. He I asked, hope she gave him the middle finger. Why would she do that? They're madly in love. 
Because you're in jail, sister. No, she's madly in love with him. And her rents are totally unfair. Duh. Okay, look, it's 2022. (laughs) Everybody's rent is unfair, okay? But we deal with it. (laughs) Listen, I don't pay rent. I pay for a mortgage. There's a difference. Same. But when I was paying rent, it was unfair. Okay, that's valid. Well, he asks her to marry him, and she says yes. And again, they continue exchanging letters, most of it talking about promises of marriage and their wedding and how much they love each other. None of them showed remorse or guilt for their actions. They are in jail at this uh-huh. point. Do they know that they're in jail? I believe they know they're in jail, yes. I don't think that um, they're put up in, like, cushy hotel rooms feeling like it's a vacay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jasmine initially denies any involvement. She says that she had hypothetical conversations about killing her family. She never intended to go through with it. Okay. Still don't have hypothetical conversations about killing anybody. Maybe a mosquito. That's acceptable. I mean, it's not me, okay? I'm just telling everybody. Hypothetical conversations about killing people, you should be having with a therapist. Because hopefully they can help you through this time. Yes. But also, if you are, please don't email them to people. Actually, no. Please email them to people so there's a paper trail. Preferably. Just throwing it out there. All right. So she says she never intended to go through it with it, but eventually she does change her tune and she does come clean to her full involvement. When asked why she killed her brother, first of all, she had actually insisted from what I understood, she insisted on being the one to kill her brother. She's like, all right, Jeremy, you go downstairs, you do the rest with the the parents, with the rents, and I'll take care of Jacob. Okay. She... When asked why she had killed her brother, she stated it was because she didn't want him to grow up as an orphan. Then don't kill his parents, you raggedy heifer. She confessed that Jacob had fled for his life prior to her her attack. And again, she stated, quote, I loved him so much, I thought it would bring... Um, or, sorry, this is when asked why, so rewind a little bit. When asked why she went through with the murders as a whole, she stated, quote, I loved him so much, referring to Stanky, I thought it would bring us closer together. You can he, get a dog. He did ask her to kill people with him. Just throwing it out there, he said, let's kill people together. Okay, yes, but <laughs> she agreed to it. You can do other stuff. To get closer. You can do pottery. You can paint a picture. You can take a walk. She's also being groomed by a 23-year-old man. I I am not defending her. I think what she did is awful. It's terrible. But on the flip side, she is being groomed by a 23-year-old man. And she is so desperate for his affection that she's willing to do anything. See, the reason I have a problem accepting that argument i hear it and i acknowledge it but the reason i have a problem applying it in my own mind is because she killed her brother right 
like I like I said, I'm not defending her. I do also think that comes into play a little bit. I think she was young and naive and stupid. And I think you do have a point. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, God. especially with that quote, that makes it kind of feel very much so more like she was like, well, I didn't necessarily want to, but he wanted this and I love him above all else. And so therefore, in my stupid 12 year old brain, I had to. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I'm not justifying what she did. I don't care. Um, so now on to trial and charges. So first of all, their friend Casey that was charged as an accessory. They got the charges dropped, and instead she pled guilty to obstruction of justice. She had one-year house arrest and orders to refrain from drugs and alcohol. I feel like, whatever, she might not have known what just happened. You know. Yeah, I can. I I feel like that's fair. I'll accept that. Now, in 2007 is when Jasmine's trial takes place, and she actually pleads not guilty. The jury, however, does find her guilty on all three counts of first-degree murder, regardless of if she was physically involved with the murder of her parents. On November 8, 2007, she was sentenced to the maximum penalty for a minor, and you're going to die. Was it like six years? Ten years imprisonment, which included credit for 18 months she had already served, four years in a psychiatric institute, four and a half years under conditional supervision in the community, which all of that put together is like a total of 10 years. What? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. like the four years with the psychiatric and the conditional supervision, that's within the 10 years. Oh my God. I thought you were listing them all separately. Okay. Oh. I, I was going to be like, okay, that, that might you're be. you're adding you them s- up. Yeah. I'm years. thinking this is going to be like roughly 20. No. And also I don't feel like in this situation, when people are in jail for this, I don't feel like they should get time served when they don't think they did anything, when they're not showing any remorse. I'm just, I'm here. I get it as the maximum sentence for Canadian law. I get it. For a minor, only for a minor. The maximum sentence, hands were tied, only so much they can do. Okay. Um, Jasmine becomes one of the youngest people in Can- Canadian history convicted on multiple counts of murder, if not the youngest. In 2008, Jeremy Steinke was also convicted on all three counts of the murder. Again, he may not have actually killed uh, Jacob, but he was convicted of his murder. He had actually admitted to the murders to an undercover officer while in custody, and that's actually who he told he that that's the officer, the undercover officer is the person he told that he thought natural-born killers was the greatest love story of all time. Like, he's just stupid at this point. I was going to say, he just gets dumber and dumber. His lawyer argued that he was in an alcohol and drug-fueled frenzy when he snapped and killed her parents, so they tried to basically flip it. This was an attempt to... Basically, it was an attempt to lessen his charges from first-degree murder to manslaughter. And they tried to portray him as this love-struck man who would do anything to be with his 12-year-old lover. Yeah, sounds like a pedophile to me, bro. Right, you're, I mean, to me, the defense is just making it real, real wrong. Because it's saying, well, he was doing anything for the love of his life. She's 12. 
She's a baby. She's, she's a child. Anyways. Uh, prosecution, they were not having any of this, and they paint a different picture, and this is an actual quote from the prosecuting attorney that stated, A father fought for his family's life to his death. You had police officers who mourned the loss years later of terrible things they saw. Not arguing that because there were officers, uh, initial responding officers that stated it took them years to move past what they had seen in that home. Right. So he was found guilty and sentenced to three life sentences in prison without parole for a minimum of 25 years. Ah. And the sentences were to be conserved, were to be served concurrently. So three life sentences for him, but he does have the option of, or the potential for parole after 25 years. How long is a life sentence for a vampire? Um, I think they were only doing the life sentences based off of the human. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. You know, like one life sentence per life he took. Oh, okay. I got you. So. <clears throat> Now the part that's going to make you a little upset. <clears throat> Jasmine went through all stages of her incarceration. During the psychiatric phase, she was diagnosed with conduct disorder and opposition, oppositional defiant disorder. In 2011, she, while under, while being in custody, she was allowed to enroll in courses at Mount Royal University. In 2016, she completed her rehabilita rehabilitation and treatment. Justice Scott Brooker told Jasmine on her release, quote, I think your parents and brother would be proud of you. Clearly, clearly you cannot undo the past. You can only live each day with the knowledge you can control how you behave and what you do each day. Take his robe. Take his robe and his gavel and his wig if he has one. Take it all. I know, I know, I know. Oh she, my God. She became a poster child for rehabilitation and she was released at the age of 22. That I'm not so much mad about because I believe in rehabilitation. I believe that we don't use it nowhere near enough as we should here in the States. I believe it can work with some people. Right. Um, and if she really did change, then. Good on her, right? Yeah. I'm really happy for you. Um, now, here's the part I kind of struggle with is. Some sources say she still didn't feel any remorse for what she did, and others state she did. So there's still that conflicting report where I'm not sure if she actually feels the remorse or the guilt for what she actually did to her family, or if she does. I want to believe that she does. I want to believe that's a big reason why they were, like, so supportive and being like, okay, great, awesome, you are rehabilitated, and not because the law forced them to release her. That I feel like... Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I also feel like if she still was not showing remorse, she would have had to have had some kind of other medical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Diagnosis. Right. Well, like I said, she became poster child for rehabilitation. Her probation officer even stated, and this was through, um, like he's addressing her. You've indicated through your conduct you have a desire to atone for what you did. Clearly, you cannot undo the past. You can only live each day with the knowledge that you can control how you behave. So. Okay. Does she still keep in touch with Stanky? 
I know I said his name wrong. I know. Now, some people in the community community believe that she shouldn't have gotten her second chance because she literally took the life of her brother. Um, someone was actually quoted saying, if you're old enough to do the crime, you should also do the time. A fair assessment. Yeah. Um, others were all for her getting her second chance. And yay, awesome rehabilitation. She is now living a secret life out there somewhere in Canada, for all we know. There is no evidence that she has reoffended, and as far as we can tell, she has successfully been reintegrated back into society. Jeremy Stanky, on the other hand, he continues to serve his sentence in prison. He did, however, change his name, and he goes by Jackson May. Um, he has attempted to appeal his sentence, but failed. Not so shocking. Right. Well, I mean, he's got plenty of time if he's a vampire so true he's fine uh but that is the story of the richardson family i hate that story you were so stoked oh by the way the pictures on there if you can't tell there's one of mom dad and little brother jacob one of i didn't want to put a picture with her and the family in there i felt like that was wrong no um, I feel there's that. a picture of jasmine and then a picture of stanky Ugh. So, ta-da! You're welcome. I that's, hope you enjoyed. Uh, that's one of those love-hate stories. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't like it at all. You enjoyed listening to it so freaking much, but you hate that it happened. Exactly. And, and it, I hate the way it makes me feel because it's one of those on-the-fence things. Oh, you mean like the last couple of mine have been? Yeah, jerk. I'm sorry. I don't even no, remember not. what the last last one. Oh, the Jenny Jones one, huh? I'm still yeah. on the fence. Why do you keep do, do you just Google uh like fence worthy? What's the freaking word? <laughs> I can't even think of the word. Controversial. That's the one. Thank you. Controversial <laughs> true crime stories. I think that's what you do. You get on the old Google uh, machine. Actually, I got I got the Jenny Jones one from Netflix. And then this one I got from the Thought Catalog. This is that link I sent you with a bunch of different oh, stories yeah. on it. So that's where I got them. Uh, um, well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to do a story like that. And I spent like three hours Googling stupid criminals and funny crimes that you won't believe happen. I couldn't find enough that I was like, fuck it, I gotta find a real creep. <laughs> so. Well, <laughs> speaking of stories and where they came from, uh, this one was your idea. Was yeah. My idea? Is it the Wampus? It is the Wampus. Oh, you did this so I would do Bridgewater Triangle, didn't you? You damn right I did. <laughs> I love me some triangles <laughs> with Bridgewater. So, in case anyone's wondering, I told Amanda I would not do the Bridgewater Triangle until we had done all the Ilvermorny houses for their cryptids. And this oh. is the last one. This is the last one. And this one I actually really enjoyed researching because there's, there's a couple different stories about it. Okay, so let me the, adjust. I'm ready. And I do have one photo up there that I really enjoyed. You know what's um, funny is I looked at that and went, what the hell is that? That <laughs> uh, that good sir is a wampus. 
Or okay, a wampus well, cat. Kind madam. Okay. So right. a wampus or a wampus cat is also I also saw it called cut. I also saw it called the Cherokee Death Cat, which yo, that, that sounds badass. Like right? So from what I read, it has a few different origins. In, or I'm sorry, on AppalachianHistory.net, they had a really good description of it. So this whole thing is a quote. I didn't want to change it because they wrote it so well. In non-Native American cultures, the wampus is a howling evil creature with yellow eyes that can supposedly pierce the hearts and souls of those unfortunate enough to cross its path, driving them to the edge of sanity. Hold on, wait, say that again. <laughs> in non-Native American cultures, it's a howling evil creature with yellow eyes that can supposedly pierce the hearts and souls of those unfortunate enough to cross its path, driving them to the edge of sanity. To the edge of sanity. Yes. The edge. Just the edge. So they don't actually go insane? No, but they're close. You know what? Go team Bill. That's <laughs> fine. I'm not going to argue. So after reading that, I chose to go with Cherokee folklore because it's a little different. And there's two stories that I found. The first story says that there's this beautiful Cherokee woman, but she didn't trust her husband when he left with other men on hunting trips and was curious about what they did. And Basically, this story was the same, but I did see that one said she was jealous and she didn't trust her husband. One said she was curious because they would not allow women to go on these trips. But that would be me like, mm, I want to go. Don't yeah, tell me same. Not to go. I want to go more now that you told me not to go. Honestly, I would Mulan it so hard and like shave my head and tape my chest and just <laughs> go on the hunting trip with all the dudes. Yep, I'm there. Let's do it. So what she did, she spied on the group by hiding under the pelt of a mountain cat. And she saw them around the fire doing magic and telling stories. But this was really, really taboo because the women were not allowed to witness this, the magic that they were doing. And when the shaman, when they found her, the shaman punished her. By permanently binding the pelt to her forever. And she was doomed. Right? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Kind of. I can see where it's rude. But at the same time, like. That'd be kind of cool to be like. Half mountain lion, half woman. Just slapping folks. Slapping. Yeah, slapping them when they piss you off. Just get them claws in there. So she was doomed to wander the land at night, and they believe that you can still hear her lonely howl because she misses her human life so much. See, it's rude. She's sad. Now this one, this one paints the women in a whole different light, okay? So the other Cherokee story I found was about an evil spirit called the Awa. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. But it terrorized a village in what is now North Carolina. And the AWOL was basically just a spirit. Spirit guide? 
No, I'm sorry. I thought I had this in my notes. I'm so sorry. Spirit of the, the, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I can't remember the stinking word. It's like a mischievous spirit. Of course, now I can't find it. I'm sorry. It was, uh, basically it was a demon. Not good. So their best warrior, and his name was either Standing Bear or Great Fellow. I saw both of them used, but I'm going to use Standing Bear. He set out to kill the creature and finally put his people at ease. Weeks went by when one night Standing Bear came running back to his village, screaming and clawing at his eyes. He had found the Awa, but was driven insane as soon as he looked at it. His wife, Running Deer, vowed to get revenge for what this creature did to her husband. So the shamans gave her a mask of a bobcat face and told her that the spirit of the mountain cat could defeat the Awa as long as she snuck up on it. The war chiefs gave a black paste to rub all over her body that hid her scent and it also made her invisible. So it took days, but finally she heard a large animal stalking down by the stream. She followed the tracks and she saw her husband's breastplate by the water. She kept going and she finally found the Awa hunched over drinking from a mountain spring. And she snuck up on it and lunged at it. And when the Awa turned around, it saw the mask and started clawing its own eyes and fell backwards into the pool. Running Deer immediately ran home where she was declared the spirit talker and the home protector. She's Some, a badass, isn't she? She is a badass. Some people say Running Deer's spirit still lives on as the Wampus Cat and that she continues her mission of watching over her tribe's lands to protect them and their peoples from the demons for all of eternity. Okay. Now, in North American history, we have a little bit, uh, there's similarities. Many people living in the southeastern United States, especially in and around the Appalachian Mountains, They consider the wampus cat to be an unexplainable black mountain cat that people have reportedly seen for hundreds of years. And there are supposed to be no black mountain cats in this area. Scientists have said, like, that's not, it's not possible. Settlers in the Appalachian Mountains, they reported seeing the wampus cat, but they described it as a puma-like animal with six legs, four for running and two for fighting, incredible speed and glowing eyes. They told a story of a woman who lived alone in the mountains, and she was said to be a shape-shifting witch who morphed into a cat and stole chickens and pigs from farms. They claimed that she was a reincarnation of the Wampus. Maybe she was just... living her best life. Leave her alone. Right? Like, maybe she was just hungry. And even if she had to just morph into a cat, like, let her eat. Exactly. Cats eat, too. Cats are people, too. Cat lives matter. Cat's lives matter. In the early 1900s, Jinx Johnson, do you not love <laughs> that name? I knew you were going to love it. I love it. I'm naming my first child. <laughs> Jinx Johnson. Yep, they're not even getting the Moffat last name. It's Jinx Johnson. <laughs> Jinx Johnson was hunting one night when all of his dogs just dipped on him. They, were, they just started whimpering and ran off. And according to Jinx, at the same time, he started smelling this 
horrendous smell. He said it was a mix between a wet animal and a skunk. Not a wet skunk, a wet animal and a skunk. He heard this terrifying howl pierce the darkness, and he turned around and saw glowing yellow eyes and large white teeth. Nope. How about nope? That is exactly what he did. He screamed and ran to a neighbor's house. Oh, did he scream nope, or did he just nope on out? Both at the same time. Okay. He noped. Uh, the noun and the verb. His neighbor heard him screaming and he opened the door just in time for him to let Jinx inside and then slam it shut behind him. And as soon as this happened, they had to hold the door, both men, while the wampus cat clawed it trying to fight its way inside. And the door was shaking so bad that the men didn't know what to do. So Jinx, he was a very religious man. He started reading Psalms from the Bible. And when the wampus heard it, it hissed and ran off. It was unclear where he got the Bible from. I don't know if he just had it on him or had it Maybe memorized. Maybe he had it memorized, yeah. That's what, that's what it sounded like. But either way, it led them to believe like this wampus is some kind of demonic creature. Because it ran off as soon as he started reciting the Bible. He did Maybe find. Maybe I just didn't like the sound of his voice. That's probably what pissed him <laughs> off to begin with. Or he didn't right. like the way he was talking to his dogs. How dare you speak to your dogs as if they are higher <laughs> creatures than me, the wampus cat? I will eat you and your dogs. Don't mess with me. He didn't eat the dogs, by the way. Jinx found them the next morning in the okay. neighbor's barn. <laughs> yes, yeah. they were good. Well, they were traumatized he said he found them huddled together hiding but he found them needed some serious therapy after that i can't blame them could you see this thing it's got six legs bro i know one of it looks like an arm just on the back like um have you seen the newest men in black no you haven't seen the newest one that doesn't have will smith in it why would i see it it doesn't have will smith Uh, valid but it's also men in black (laughs) so okay fair um well, point is, there's a lady that has a third arm on her back, and that's what it reminds me of. Can I get one of those? I don't think so. I need one. I'm. You're going to have to petition someone. Stem cell research? Hello? We just would like a third arm. Yes. I mean, if you can do four, that would be great. But at least one more. Right. Like, anything helps. Also, probably a seamstress, because all my clothes are <laughs> yeah. to be altered. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just start wearing shorts backwards and miss those buttons. What? Like if you put a, on a button-up shirt backwards and button the back, but miss the buttons where the arm is? Oh, yeah. I was thinking for two arms, like I feel like those would be on your sides. Maybe a little to the back. So even that that'll only work if you mm. only get the third arm. But if they find a way to do the fourth arm, you're gonna still need a seamstress. I can button two shirts together. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. We're working on it. It's, it's, um, it's something in process right now. <laughs> we'll shop it. 
Another story comes from the anonymous report of a man camping with his friends in the Blue Mountains of Virginia. I'm sorry, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, not the Blue Mountains. He was looking for firewood and all of a sudden he hears his friend shouting. So he books it back to camp. And when he got back to the campsite, he saw a walking cat walking on its hind legs, five feet tall with a thick body, holding his friend with one hand. But when he shined his flashlight on him, the cat hissed and ran away. With but the friend or without the friend? Without the friend. Okay. But it definitely left an impact. They don't it go hunting a- anymore, do they? Not sure. Oh, they were camping. Jinx was hunting. Oh, oh I'm I- sorry. They don't go camping anymore, do they? I wouldn't. Not in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Maybe in the backyard. Between that and the Wimpus, the Whirling Wimpus, I'm not going camping in the mountains ever again. No. Not even the hide behind? Hello? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Nobody is safe. Why do you go camping? (laughs) Because it's supposed to be fun. It doesn't sound fun. Not in these stories. I mean, maybe, to be fair, (laughs) we're looking at all the worst reviews. That's true. We only yelped the worst reviewed places. Yes. (laughs) um the creature left behind a small set of five holes on his friend's arm and lacerations on his head and they all maintain that the creature was trying to bite the man's throat people believe that the wampus cat feeds on livestock and small children that stay out too late you hear that, Annie? You're People a small also, child, so yes. don't stay out too late. You have a four o'clock curfew in the afternoon. Four p.m., not a.m. Yes, don't get it twisted. People also claim that the wampus cat is to blame for loud, terrifying, terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> yes, that is what birds are to you, terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue. They're terrifying. Unless they can't fly, because not all birds can fly. I'm still terrified of chickens, and they can't okay. fly. Okay, Tara falling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> they're terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the wampus cat is to blame for loud, terrifying howls or yowls. That you might hear while you're driving at night. It's claimed that they can be either black or tan. Sometimes people claim that it has a spiked tail or a spiked ball on the end of its tail. Wait, isn't that a whole other cryptid? Yeah, that reminded me a lot of... Don't look at me. That's your story. That was so many stories ago. That cat thing. Oh my God, the bald-tailed cat, the bald-tailed cat. I got it. See, it would come to me. I just had to talk it out. Okay. It reminds me a lot of the bald-tailed cat. Although the bald-tailed cat did not have six legs. Maybe they just miscounted. It was so terrifying. They just kept counting legs. They're like, one, two, three, four. I don't know if we counted that one, five. His legs moved so fast that it gave the illusion of six legs. (laughs) When really, they were just running away as fast as they could. It had six legs. I didn't ever see it. It was behind me. But, you know, six legs for sure. I was sprinting the butt away. 
Hey, they do say witness reports, eyewitness reports aren't always accurate because you're just terrified. You're terrifying away from the situation. <laughs> uh, many reports seeing a large cat-like creature run in front of their cars on two feet. No, thank you. Maybe it was fighting with a bird. They were terrified too. But then it just runs away on its two feet. Like it rears up and it's just like smack, smack. And then it just runs <laughs> off. Maybe, oh, maybe it thought it was, there was like um, a bunch of insects near it. So it was like <laughs> looking for the whirling wimpus. <laughs> or it was just, or <laughs> really, they just turned the corner at the wrong time and they found it swatting mosquitoes and gnats away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. It had seen like a bug. It was chasing like my cats chase butterflies. Oh, Probably okay. Not a good omen when they eat them, but they still chase butterflies, and they <laughs> hop on their back legs sometimes to get them. That's what they were doing. It was chasing Mothman. Moths, yes. Mini moths. Oh, poor Mothman. <laughs> He's fine. I want to make that now. Somebody draw me a picture of a wampus cat chasing, please. They could have just been friends. He might not have even been attacking them. I feel like there's got to be a cryptid club. A like they cryptid just, club? They just go to this club or this place at the end of a really long day, and they just are like, sup, Mothman? Sorry about that today. Oh, it's been a really <laughs> long day. <laughs> Please, I need a hot steaming glass of milk stat. Get me some hard liquor instead, okay? <laughs> hey, I do make a mean adult hot chocolate with some Hennessy. Okay, I'll Try it. It's delicious. I'll fly you to Utah. How's that? <laughs> Done so. Middle of winter. Yes, I will sure bring up a bunch of tiny bottles of Hennessy. That way they can't take them. Who can't take them? The TSA. Why don't we just buy it here? That would be a better idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm still mad that Dallas Airport <laughs> took my hot sauce, okay? The sons I'm of bitches. Over here, like, the, the Mormons are not going to take your bottle of alcohol, okay? They don't care. Oh, uh, the T2 tallest. Yeah. But he doesn't live in this state, so we're fine. Hopefully he doesn't live at all. I think he's still alive, but it's fine. Well, suck eggs, sir. Um, people claim that the wampus cats steal your sanity when you see them and that their glowing eyes haunt your dreams. <laughs> but... What are you giggling about? They steal your sanity. So I was just wondering if they already <laughs> stole our sanity. Like... Yes, they <laughs> they put it in their they put it in their purse, slung it over their shoulder, and ran off on two feet. With our sanity, goodbye. <laughs> that left the house a long time ago. <clears throat> she don't even know what's going on. Um, <laughs> your mom's insane is what it is it's your fault <laughs> the wampus is she, cat is she the wampus she, you just said she stole your sanity she's a wampus kitten Okay. they've been known to be seen playing at dusk you can see oh. them playing with each other that was real I read it somewhere Okay. The arguably real kitten? yes I mean might as well right I would like one. Please. You have one. I thought we just established that. 
Yeah, but she didn't have the the extra set of legs. I don't know if they come now or later. <laughs> um, probably later. <laughs> the Wampus can't stand the light, so people suggest always carrying a flashlight if you do have to go camping for whatever reason you might do that. I feel like campers always have flashlights of some sort. Like if you're an avid camper, you are for sure going to have a lantern or a flashlight of some sort, right? Good. We'll keep it on you even when you sneak away to the potty bush. Well, duh. You can't let Bigfoot see you. You've got to blind him, too. That's a good point. Just always keep a flashlight with you, no matter where you go. Even in the daylight. You never know. Okay. Um, another possible explanation for the Wampus Cat um, is the government's fault. Gosh, the government just Fs everything up. They People claim <clears throat> that the Wampus was bred from a mountain lion and a great wolf. And the researchers responsible for the animals accidentally let two escape into the backwoods of northern Alabama. And then they bred and spread. Mean to do that. Yeah, my bad. So, look, Cletus left the back door open. It wasn't my fault. Listen, I'm not the one that opened the gate, okay? I didn't open the cage. He no. knows protocols say we can't prop that door open to let any air flow in. I was at the cheesecake factory. Fix, fix your AC in that room and we wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. This is your fault, Cletus. We can't be Jimmy Riggin fans all day. It'll jinx us. <laughs> People claim to see... That's <laughs> Jinx John Johnson. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought she was pooping. I panicked. Um, people claim to see the Wampus, albeit from different names. They use different names across a wide area, as far as as far south as the Florida Everglades, and as far north as the Smoky Mountains. In the Appalachian Mountains, people call it the Wampus. In Arkansas, they call it the Whistling Wampus. And in Missouri, this one's my favorite, they call it the Galley Wampus. The Galley I love it. I, I don't understand it, but I'm in love with it. Let's do it. That's what this is, the Galley Wampus. Why would you go by any other name? Really, I'm not even sure. I'm, I don't even want you to call me Amanda anymore. Okay, Galley Wampus. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I also came across the definition of cattywampus. Have you ever heard of that? A catty or patty? Cattywampus. Like, right. like an angry okay. woman. Yeah, cattywampus. Okay. Uh, no, I have not. I heard this a lot growing up. I heard my grandparents use it. And it's, it like just means... Calling each other like a cattywampus? Like, I'd be like, you're such a cattywampus. I did find that definition, too. Oh, okay. And it's for like an unorganized person but that's basically what it what it means is unorganized or askew crooked mixed up so it'd be like my book my bookcase is all cattywampus right now yes mm -hmm. like i dropped the tea and now all the flavors are cattywampus you're so cattywampus or yeah well screw you. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that painting on the wall is cattywampus that's not a painting 
Well, I was pointing at my wall, but there's oh. nothing there either. So I don't know why. I just assumed you were talking about mine. <laughs> that map on the wall over there is Caddy Wampus. It is. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the Wampus is a pretty well known too. It's the mascot for a lot of educational institutions. Conway Junior and High School in Conway, Arkansas, use the Wampus Cat as a mascot, as well as Clark Fork Junior and Senior High School in Clark Fork, Idaho, Atoka High School in Atoka, Oklahoma, Itasca, I hope I said that right, High School in Texas, and Leesville High School in Louisiana. They all use the Wampus as their mascot. They all have the right idea. They have the exact same idea as J.K. Rowling and the Ilvermorny house, which is what we talked about earlier. J.K. took that from the other schools. Uh, Probably so. I didn't check the when the schools were established, but versus when Ilvermorny was established. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I do have a little info on it, but I did not get the year. Shame on me. How dare you? Webster Boot chose the Wampus Cat to represent his Ilvermorny house uh, because he felt that its traits reflected his personality. And according to WizardingWorld.com, for argumentative but fiercely loyal Webster, it was the Wampus, a magical panther-like creature that was fast, strong, and almost impossible to kill. The Wampus was also mentioned when Johannes Yonker uses the hair of the wampus cat as a wand core. And finally, I pulled a couple stories online of people witnessing this creature in real life. It was on an online forum. Gosh, I love it. Like a whole forum for just, just wampuses, wampi, wampi, wampusai. I don't know. What's the... Looked up the plural, but yes. (laughs) It was, um... It was a web page about wampus cats, and this is like the comments at the bottom of the page. Okay, okay, okay. Tony, Tony said, I was attacked by a wampus cat as a child. My mama would always holler right before dark, you kids better get in here before the wampus cat gets you. And we would come run into the house. A kid at school made fun of me for believing in the wampus cat. One evening, we were playing outside, and my mama hollered the usual. I shot back, ain't no such thing as a wampus cat. We'll be in when the game is over. About 30 minutes oh, later. Hell no, you did not <laughs> talk to my like that. Hell no. <laughs> About 30 minutes later, Damn, I came up what? to the house, and as soon as I opened the screen door, the wampus cat got me. His claws felt like a switch on the back of my legs. I learned that a wampus cat is actually a whoop-ass cat, and it don't like being sassed. <laughs> Love, yes, the wampus is the whoop ass cat. Yes, don't, Tony. First of all, they heard you disrespect your mama, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, don't worry, mama, I got your back." Okay, I put my whoop ass gloves on. Tony learned the hard way. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't learn like Tony. <laughs> Greg Brashear, he says, "I saw what the old farmers in my area in North Central Kentucky call a wampus cat." It was in the middle of the road when I crested a hill on a remote remote county road. I'm sorry, remote country road. 
It jumped off the road and ran into the woods about 50 or 60 yards. It stopped and turned and looked at my car. It was Did bigger it than a bobcat. Huh? I feel like it would have stopped and waved to like, <laughs> away. No, that's just the gnats again. Oh, okay. <laughs> it stopped and turned and looked at my car. It was bigger than a bobcat, but smaller than a cougar with yellow eyes and a disproportionately long tail. And it was solid black. I stopped at a town. I stopped at a store in the tiny town of Boston, Kentucky, and asked the girl that was behind the counter if she had ever heard of anyone else who had seen it before. And she told me lots of people in the area seen these cats. It's about 45 miles south of Louisville in Nelson County, Kentucky. So I don't know if I'll be going there. Okay, not going there. Not without Chris? a flashlight, at least. Yes, a flashlight, a lantern. A candle, something. You just need a car that has just lights on every every inch of it. Or a grenade. Sure. <laughs> that, I mean, that seems excessive, but do, do what you want to do. Whatever. Live your best life. That thing's got six legs, okay? And two of them's for fighting. I don't think it's excessive. I'm just saying, it sounds like you're being a little bit excessive. <laughs> Chris says, I saw a wampus cat pass in front of my Ford Escape just south of Gilman, South Carolina, as I drove just before dawn. It was big, as big as my Escape was wide. It was black with gray highlights. Sounds like it had a pretty good hairdresser. I was about to say. (laughs) It appeared to be a cross between a black panther and a pit bull to me. It crawled low to the ground and moved like a feline, but it was incredibly muscular with a big, thick, wide head that looked more like a pit bull than a panther. The hair along the spine ridge stood up a little, and it reminded me of a hyena the way the hair stood. The tail was short-haired with a big tuft of fur at the end like a lion's tail. As it crossed in front of the car, I swear it turned and smiled at me with a big... (laughs) It is even in smiling at everyone. Yeah, but it smiled at him with a big, wide mouth full of sharp teeth that seemed all the size, no large canines like you normally see in big cats. And apparently they were on their honeymoon and his new wife said that she saw it too. His new wife was like, we're getting a divorce. Yes. This is not what I signed up for. If we're going on our honeymoon and this is what we're seeing, I didn't sign up for this life of adventure. Yes. We need a divorce moon stat. <laughs> we can still be together. We're just not getting married. Like, Yeah. We're going to need different houses. Oh, that sounds nice, actually. Oh, sounds wonderful. So then my house would be nice and clean and Cody can deal with his bullshit. Well, mine would be the opposite because I have a wampus kitten living with me. Well, just send the wampus kitten over to James's house. So this is how you do it. You treat James's house as the playhouse, only bring the wampus kitten to your house during bedtime. That is genius. (laughs) Oh my god. We should do that. We're going to look into it. (laughs) Okay. My last story is a newspaper article. It was ran February 15th of 1923 in the Greenville Democrat. And it was titled... Reign of terror caused by raids of wampus in the Virginia swamps. And it talked about investigators of the time believed that the mysterious monster people kept reporting in the swamps was a wampus. And this wampus allegedly ate dogs, pigs, and other animals in the vicinity of Norfolk, 
They've got to eat too. Cats have got to eat too. Well, that's the thing. They believe that this species of wampus was extinct, but they thought that it came out looking for a change in diet. Which leads me to believe they don't know what extinct meant. Do they think it was hibernating? Possibly. It was hard to say. Okay. <laughs> but that is my story on the wampus cat. I love them. Can I get one? Yes. Okay. Don't tell Cody. He might not like that. <laughs> no, I won't tell Cody if you don't tell James. Oh, are you getting one too? Hell yeah. Okay, just making sure we're on the same page. If I get a wampus cat, then I guarantee you Buck will stop his horrendous habit of chasing the cats. Because <laughs> he's going to be too terrified. Yeah. He's going to be like, yes, yes, kitty, bow down. I won't hurt you. <laughs> I promise. I just, can we play? I just want to play kitty cat. Yeah. And you're no. going to have, um, I can see Tilly. Tilly? Yes, Tilly. Tilly. You're just going to see Tilly sitting up on the top of the new fridge being like, yeah, that's right, bitch. Oh, she already does that. Well, Not on the I fridge, mean, but on the bookshelf. She'll start doing it with the fridge. I mean, probably if the wampus takes over her bookshelf. Right. Probably. I can see the wampus taking over the bookshelf being like, move, bitch. I don't and know, man. Like, Tilly, Tilly's scrappy. She's just... She, that cat's just angry. She's got arthritis. And she's arthritic and angry. Can you blame her for being arthritic and angry? Absolutely not. She also has digestive issues. So well, <laughs> she is me in cat they form. Are, yeah, I was going to say, can you blame her one <laughs> No. No, you cannot. She has digestive issues and a bad oh back. It is, it is just me. That's why I adopted her. That You were like, I see myself in this. <laughs> This is for sure happening. Yeah, I can see that. That's what happened. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Hell on Hills podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Hills podcast, Twitter, Hell on Hills pod, or Facebook by searching Hell on Hills podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Hills podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create additional content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for Patreon. You can also join us on uh, Discord, which we have a special level of access on Discord for all of our patrons. Um, but anyone can join the Discord, so you are welcome to join there. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or just words of encouragement, please email us at hellandhalespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to, uh, to tell your friends to listen with you as well. And this has been Hell and Heels Podcast. Bye. Bye.